Hello everyone and welcome to Music from the Curator's Chair. I'm your host Scott and this is episode 1 of Music from the Curator's Chair. It is actually kind of a bit of a twist because I've never done anything involving music for a podcast before. I do love my music a lot but I thought, you know what, today would be a good day to do something about it. And even though it's not really anyone of African descent, it is someone that many people may know from horror movies. Yes, I said horror movies. This is not a Midnight Movie Professionals, as many may want it to be, I'm sorry. It is not today. What it is today is actually a celebration of music from the legendary John Carpenter. Yes, I said John Carpenter, the guy that directed Christine, The Fog, Escape from New York, Halloween, They Live, Assault on Precinct 13, Big Trouble in Little China, The Prince of Darkness, The Mouth of Madness, everything that I've mentioned so far, as well as even Darkstar, he directed. And as of 2015, he's actually had a few musical albums. Besides the soundtracks that you can buy wherever you get your soundtracks from, he has made three renditions of music that you could say is a soundtrack to whatever you want it to be, whether it's just listening to it at home and it's just like your soundtrack to waking up or what have you, or just some simple easy listening, Drunk Up has it for you. And this album, Lost Themes 3, Alive After Death, his third one that comes out today on February 5th, 2021. I gotta say, it's incredible. I was reading some interviews earlier about John Carpenter and about how he thinks that he's not that great of a musician. He's not that great at music. I would actually say otherwise. I think he's great at music. His son, Cody, is also pretty darn great. So is his godson. His godson, uh, if I correctly, Daniel Davies, who's the guitar, like the son of Kicks guitarist Dave Davies. I think all three of them are great together. Honestly, John may not say so himself. He may think he's uh, telling the truth that he's not great. He's a second-rate bum, in his words. But I don't think that's true. I personally think he's great at what he's done. He may not think he is. He may think the exact opposite. But that's his opinion of himself. I personally think he's done well. Because if he was not so great at what he's done. He personally, hello. He personally wouldn't have done any of the soundtracks that he's created for his movies that he's done. That is me just saying the like just saying what I think is true and what isn't. But honestly, just him doing these pieces of new music that he's created for himself in a sense, because he's done three of them that came out. The first one in 2015 with Lost Themes, and then in 2016 with Lost Themes 2. He did have a have he did allow a few DJs to or electronic musicians remix some of his original stuff from Lost Seems 1, but also with Lost Seems 3, Alive After Death, it's quite bone-chilling, really. It's almost like if it was being played during a blizzard. Almost like if you were to watch The Prince of Darkness or The Fog, but mixed with snow, if that was to make sense. And personally, I think this stuff is perfect for what he's done. Now, I'm not going to say he's the best musician out there, but... For a musician who's just doing instrumentals, 
And isn't jazz? It's kind of hard to find that for someone that's doing original stuff like this, not having people add lyrics to it or anything. That's kind of hard to find in today's day and age. I personally have not been able to find someone that's able to do that as well as John Carpenter in a long time. And that's saying something. Like, I mean, there are some that do it, but they're mostly like jazz musicians. Or even, honestly, even if I was really stretch it out, like back in the day, you could probably find Isaac Hayes, Quincy Jones, or whomever doing music the movies that they may have started or just are asked to help do the music for, but like, the ones that do the actual music for themselves, that's hard to find, especially the ones that want to do instrumental music for themselves. Very hard to find in today's day and age. But you'll get the few that do that for their own sake of just being able to express themselves musically, and that's great. Honestly, I like that in person, how people to express themselves in such a musical way. Now, John Carpenter doing this with Alive, like Alive After Death, Blossoms 3, is breathtaking, really. It's a definite need. It's definitely a must-listen to in 2021 already. I'm not saying it's the best one that I've heard all year round, because this is the first album that's brand new to me that has come out this year that I've actually listened to and decided to give a listen, like, give a full listen to. And I do this a lot with my with music that I buy. I always give it a full listen, but I've never given it a shot with a podcast. So, this will probably be something I'll do every now and then. I will probably do something that will be about music, about an album that I've bought, and I think you might like. Now, if you're a person that loves movies, I think you should actually go check this out. Because John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors of all time. If I had to put him up there, there's quite a few that I love. I love him, I love Quentin Tarantino, I love Kubrick. Like, if I had to choose just three directors and have one honorable mention, Robert Rodriguez would be the honorable mention, but it would go Quentin, Kubrick, and Carpenter. Rodriguez would be the third, like, would be the honorable mention. Because I love him that much, but I don't want to put him onto a pedestal. But those three I can put on a pedestal because of what they've done with music and how great they do it with. But, that's beside the fact. I do want to mention this because, at the end of the day, what else can I say? The soundtrack, the theme, the songs that I think are essential for this album are Alive After Death, Weeping Ghost, Skeleton, and Carpathian Darkness. Now... You don't have to listen to this all in order if you don't want to your first time. I mo- I normally do that because that's just how I am. I'm a little OCD when it comes to my music. I usually try to listen to it in full before I start to play it on shuffle. But if you're one of those people that likes to put it on shuffle, go right ahead. Now, I myself just can't do that all the time. Especially with a new album. I have to wait until I've at least listened to it in full in its entirety before I can do such a thing. But... I have done so, I've listened to it in its entirety, and now I'm reviewing it in a probably 15 to 20 minute podcast, which is around my wheelbase for something like this, because I don't want to go into too much detail, because I just don't feel like I'm able to talk about an album for a whole hour. I might find a trilogy of albums that I'm probably able to do in the future, where I'm able to listen to them and just talk to them piece by piece, doing three parts that combine into one full podcast, but at this moment in time, I don't see myself doing that, right? 
what I do see myself doing is recommending this album to you guys, Ed Gals and everyone else in between. Just everyone that loves music. If you love Doc Carpenter and you love his music and he's created for any of his albums, like for any of his music that you've watched, I recommend checking this out. This could be the soundtrack to your day-to-day life if you really wanted to. I'm not going to be biased and give this album a 10 out of 10, but I am going to give it a solid number. And on a scale of 1 to 10 on the curated scale, there's one where it's just, it's not worth it to check out. There's 10 where it's like, you have to have this in your library no matter what the cost. You must have this in your library. And personally, I'm going to put this album as an 8. But if you're a true fan of Carpentry, you're probably going to give this album a 10. If you listen to his music beforehand, if you listen to his album, you might give this a 10 yourself. I personally can't do that myself. But I can say this is good. It's worth the listen. It's definitely worth your mo- your time and your money. And if I was to recommend anything from this album that I did not mention and was not able to go into full descriptive detail, I would definitely say Carpe Too Dark is because the song itself almost was very uh, Mouth of Madness mixed in with Layla by Derek and the Dominoes and a little touch of um, what's the name? Uh, the other one, I would say, I had a little bit of a nice, simple touch to Jerry the Dominoes, Layla, the Prince of Darkness, but I also had a little bit of fog kind of added in there, and a little bit of the Mouth of Madness, amongst others, that he's done. But this is not to be always, just, like, I'm not saying, oh, he's copying all he's done before in the past. No, 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 no. Quite the opposite, actually. I'm saying what he's done with this is he's taken an idea, which is his music, and he's decided to put it into a new direction, more or less, if that makes sense. I would have to give this album a solid 8 out of 10. It is definitely worth the listen. If you are, like I mentioned, a fan of Carpenter's work, I would recommend this. I would recommend the first and the second of, the, of his Lost Themes. And if you mix a fourth one, I will probably listen to that, and I'll probably make a podcast for that as well. It all depends on my mood and how I'm feeling, but at this moment of time, to conclude, I think John Carpenter did something different that works. I don't think he's done the, like, I don't want to say he's done the best thing ever, but I think he's done something that worked for him, and he's happy with If I was to say anything else with it, honestly, Cody Carpenter and Dave Davies has done well with it. I honestly think about to add another tidbit to it is honestly the fact that I was reading an article about it saying the verdict really there's it's not a gimmick honestly. Carpenter hasn't dumped anything of his old music into a festival as the article on Consequences Sounds would say. He's trying to make a way, he's trying to make something to celebrate his music in the past. And if I'm honest, 
this is a good way to actually celebrate. He is that one, if you look at things like Honestly, if you look at it this way, anything that's been hitting Shutter or Stranger Things or anything else, any other movie, he's there. He's omnipresent. He's made his mark. His influence is omnipresent. And at the end of the day, Carpenter may have made some stinkers, yes, but at the same time, he's made music that's going to last a lifetime. That's what's going to happen with music. It's going to last a lifetime. Now... I've probably been going on of a rambling for too long. Now I'm going to conclude this and say this again. This is me, Scott, your host for Music from the Curator's Chair. And this has been a review of Lost Themes 3, Alive After Death by John Carpenter. Until next time, keep on listening to music and keep on rocking in the free world, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. And transmission.